Journey into space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in The World in Peril. crew, after coasting out from the moon for more than six months, have at last landed on Mars. They touch down in the great desert region of the Mare Australis, near where freighter number two, one of the ships of the first expedition, had crashed. They chose to land in this particular place because they believe Frank Rogers, former member of one of the original Mars fleet crews, was in the ship sending confused radio messages to no one in particular. Once they were on the ground, Jet and Mitch lost no time in entering the wrecked freighter but found it empty. However, the transmitter was found to be working, remotely controlled by Frank Rogers, who was apparently at the polar base on the southern ice cap, where, in fact, on one or two occasions, he had declared himself to be. As Rogers seemed to be in a semi-conditioned state, Doc ordered him to drive one of the land caravans to where the discovery was. Then, satisfied that Rogers had understood his orders, Doc called Jet, who had once made preparations to leave the wreck, and return to the discovery. Hello, Doc. Yeah, Jet. Now leaving cabin and about to enter airlock. We'll call you again just as soon as we get outside. Right. Any further word from Frank? Yeah. He reported he's using the bearing signal and is already on his way. But he still seems very puzzled about our being down here. Okay. Call you in a few minutes. Doc. Doc. What is it, Lemmy? Come over there, quick. Uh, what is it? Those perishing spheres. Hundreds of them. Like a flock of birds and all heading this way. Look at them. Land's sakes, they are, too. Do you think they're coming after us? Oh, what else would they be doing? Oh, blimey, the game's up, then. We don't stand a chance against that lot. And what about Jet and Mitch? They'll be out in the open in a few minutes. You keep at the teleview, Lemmy. I'll call them and tell them to stay where they are. Hello, Discovery calling. Jet, hello. Hello. They're getting very close now, Doc. Almost directly overhead. Hello, Jet. Hello. What's the matter? Can't you get them? No, Lemmy, they don't answer. Those spheres, they've stopped. They're hovering right above us. They must have seen us. How could they miss us? What are they doing now? They're just parked up there, not moving at all. Hello, Doc, can you hear me? Hello, Jet, receiving you. What happened? We were calling you a minute ago. I don't know, our radios went dead. I can't understand why. They seem to be all right now. Well, where are you? Just leaving the airlock and going outside. Well, then get into that truck and get over here as quickly as you can. Why, what's up? Look at the sky, directly above us. Eh? Well, I'll be... Look, Jet, Martian spheres, dozens of them. Poised up there. Into the land truck, Mitch. Quick as we can. Head down right. Be ready to let us in, Doc. Airlock's empty. Main door is open. You can step straight in. Right. Entering land truck. Airlock now, Doc. Good. What do you think those spheres are up to? Oh, whatever it is, the sooner you both get back into this ship, the happier I'll be. Hey, Doc. Hey, Al. Those spheres. They're coming down. Be right with you. There. See? Huh? Getting bigger all the time. I bet they don't intend that Jet and Mitch should get back to this ship. Hello, Jet. Yes, Doc? Those spheres are descending, and rapidly. Are you going to make it? I hope so. We're about halfway now. Can you come any faster? No, Doc. We're going flat out already. Oh, blimey. Those ships are about down on the deck. I... Oh, oi. What's up, Lemmy? I don't know. I feel all peculiar. Like when Jet and I met up with those asteroids. Yeah. I'm beginning to feel rather odd, too. You, Doc? Oh, dear, oh, dear. What's happening? Hello, Jet, Mitch. Hello, Discovery. Frank Rogers calling. Can you hear me? Over. Hello, Jet. Well, what was that? It wasn't Jet, mate. It 
It was... It was... Lemmy, what's happened to you? Hello, Discovery. Roger's calling. Can you hear me? Over. Hello, Frank. This is Doc. I... Hello. I... Hello. Answer me, please. Oh. 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 What happened? Where am I? Hello. Hello, Doc. 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 Now pull yourself together, mate. Don't panic. That ain't gonna help. Now take it easy. Try to think what might have happened. Now, uh, now let me see. Uh, I was standing by the televiewer, watching Jet's truck, and... Oh, yeah, Doc was standing right next to me. And those spheres, those perishing spheres, were just about to land. But how did I get here? And where am I? Feels like a mattress I'm lying on. It can't be me bunk. It don't feel like me bunk. Why can't I see? What's happened to me eyes? No! No! Let me, let me, don't panic. It's night and the lights are not working, that's all. Yes. Now, if I opened up the pilot's cabin, I'd see the stars. Yes, that's it. Now, if I can only find the pilot's cabin and open the door... Oh! Oh! Oh, I give myself a clump every time I move. Now, why should that be? Something above me head, that's why. Now, fill it with your hands, Lemmy boy. Easy now. Oh, no wonder. There's no point in trying to sit up. Sideways, that's it. Get off this bed sideways. Oh, no. Something on that side as well. What is this? Oh, oh. Now, now, mate, take hold of yourself. You've got three other sides to go yet. Now. Oh, oh, nothing there. Oh, thank goodness. Now, put one foot over the side and feel for the floor. That's it. Now, easy now. Just a little further, a little further, and... Uh, oh, where is it? What's happened to the floor? It's a nightmare. That's what it is, a horrible dream. I'll wake up in a minute, find myself back in the discovery with Doc. Doc! Doc! Uh, oh. Hey, what's that? Who's there? Oh, oh Doc, is that you, Doc? Let, let me... Where are you? Oh, it is, Doc. Oh, thank goodness. What's happened to us? What's happened to the lights? Where are we? In the discovery, I hope. I don't think we are, Doc. Are you lying on some kind of a bed? Uh, yeah, I am. Then don't try to get up. You'll only crack your head if you do. Oh, thanks for the warning. And don't try to find the floor. There isn't one. What? Feel around, Doc. Feel about with your hands. Don't move until you have. Uh, doing it now. Well? Oh, there's nothing above me at all. Eh? Hey? And there is a floor. I can feel it. And I must be lying on this bed upside down. But where are we? This can't be the discovery. And what's happened to the lights? Why is it pitch black? It is pitch black, Doc. Isn't it? Yeah, Lemmy, it is. Oh, it can't be just me, then. For a minute, I thought maybe oh, I'd come... Oh, if you had, I have too. Is, is, is that you, Doc? What? That's Jet! Doc, that's Jet's voice! Lemmy! Yes, mate, where are you? Where are you? I, I can't see a thing. Uh, neither can Lemmy or I, Jet. Uh, are you lying on some kind of a bed? Uh... Yes, I am. But how did I get here? That's what we've been trying to figure out. Jet? What? Jet, for Pete's okay. sake, what's going on? And there's Mitch. Take it easy, Mitch. But what's happened to me? Why is it so dark? Calm down. We're all in the same boat. Oh, Mitch, how much can you remember? Hey, Well, all I remember is being in the truck with Jet and heading at full speed for the ship. That's all I remember too, Doc. Um, those spheres had landed. I remember that. 
Uh, one of them had landed just outside the ship and completely blocked out our view of the truck. Well, it's pretty obvious what happened. We were overpowered, somehow rendered unconscious, and, and brought here. Where? How do I know? Well, we'd better find out, haven't we? You fellas stay where you are. I'll get up and see. Oh, screwed. Oh, I cracked me head on something. Aye, aye. I did that, Mitch. Don't try to get off your bunk. There isn't any floor. Aye? Eh? I told you, Lemmy, I can feel a floor. Can you, Jet? Uh, yes, I can. This bed can't be more than a, a couple of feet off the ground. Then mine must be ten feet. Your voice, Jet. Yours, Doc. They seem to be coming from a lower level than Lemmy's. Yeah, that's right, Mitch. Well, you two stay where you are. Don't attempt to get up in case you fall and injure yourselves. Uh, Doc? Yeah? If you can reach the floor safely, then do so. See if you can stand up. Right. Well? Yes, I can. Uh, standing by the bed now. Uh, me too. Now, stay put, Doc. I'll walk over to you and keep talking. All right. Over here now. Uh, uh, take it easy. There's no guarantee that the floor is level. There seems to be up to now. Uh, come on, then. Uh -huh. uh, nearly with you, Doc. Here I am. I can't be more than a couple of feet away from the sound of your voice. No, you can't. Uh, there, I've made it. Uh, that is you I'm touching, isn't it, Doc? Yeah. You still have your suit on. All but my helmet. Uh, have you got on yours, Mitch? Yeah, I have, but like Jet, no helmet. Well, how about you, Doc? What are you wearing? My suit. But I wasn't wearing it in the ship. And I have no helmet either. And I've got mine on. Here. Yeah. Who dressed me and Doc? What's the game? Well, never mind that now. Here, Doc, hang on to me. We'll start from this bed. Find the wall and go all around this place. Feel it out. Right. But take it easy. Smooth wall, just as before. Yeah, but there must be a door of some kind. Of course there must. We couldn't come in through the wall. Well, if there is, we can find no trace uh, of it. Hold it, Doc. Let's stop for a minute. Uh, well? Let's get a picture of this place as far as we've explored it. Uh-huh. Now, first, there's your bed. And Lemmy seems to be in another one some feet above it. Yeah. And now we're back to what must have been my bed with Mitch up above. Yes, and that took us just 36 paces. We didn't find any corners, so this room could be circular in shape. Or oval, maybe. Supposing the beds are opposite one another, and it sounds that way, it can't have gone more than halfway round yet. About that, I reckon, Mitch. Uh, let's keep going, Jet. Right. If the walls are still smooth when we get back to your bed, we'll start searching the floor. Okay, away you go. Here, hold it, Doc. What is it? I found something. What? Hang on a minute. Now, directly in front of you... Something on the wall, Doc. Can you feel it? Uh, yes, I can. Blimey, what's that? The roof. It's opening. What? Land sakes, it is, too. It's all right, Jet. It's a kind of skylight, like an astro hatch. Oh, it's just as well. Had it been just an opening, we'd have lost all our air. Yeah, whatever you pressed, Doc, must have operated it. Yes. Well, thank goodness we can see something again, even if it is only the stars. Well, I had no idea it was night outside. But stars are no stars. They don't throw all that much light down here, do they? I'm beginning to see things vaguely. Yeah, so am I. I can see that my bed's over yours, Jet. And mine's over Doc's. But there's no ladder to climb down. How did we get up here? Now, we must have been put up here, of course. Must have been pretty strong men to lift us this high, even on Mars. Well, hold on to your hats. I'm coming down. Truth. Good grief, he came down in slow motion. This must be a ship. 
We're adrift in space. Well, in that case, there'd be no gravity at all. No, there wouldn't be, would there? You all right, Mitch? Yeah, Doc, but it's a bit of a shock drifting down like that, though. Where can we be? We must be on Mars, Jed. Why all this floating around? Is it possible to get up to that that astro hatch? Oh, we could try. Any of these bunks movable? Uh, uh, Yes, they are. They're just standing against the wall. Hang on, Doc. I'll drift down and give you a hand. Oh, no need, Lemmy. I can manage it quite easily myself. It's hardly any weight at all. I'm coming down all the same. Oh, wherever we are, gravity here is less than on the Earth's moon. Well, who's going up to that window? You and I, Doc. Up you go, and, and don't exert yourself too much. You may go bumping into the ceiling. Right. Hey, look at him. Just like he was on a wire. Okay, Jet. Up you come. Coming. There. Almost frightening, isn't it? <laughs> Can you see out of that dome, Jet? Not quite. Uh, lift me up, will you, Doc? I can't possibly weigh more than a stone by Earth standards. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. How's that? Fine. Well? We're not in space, that's certain. There's land out there, and this place is built on it. We must be still on Mars, then. The ground looks rocky and hard. Yeah, not unlike the surface of the moon in many ways. There's enough light out there for you to be able to see that much? Yes, Doc. In fact, it's quite bright outside, as bright as moonlight down on Earth. But there's no moonlight on Mars. No, the two Martian moons are too small to give off any appreciable light. Uh, Jet, can you see where the light is coming from? From behind. And whatever is giving that light can't be very high in the sky either. Here, turn me around, will you, Doc? Let me have a look in the other direction. Sure. Uh, There. How's that? That's fine. I can see it now. It is a moon, a huge one. Good grief. What is it, Jet? That's not a moon up there. What is it, then? It's Mars! you say, Jet. But how can it be? It's there, Mitch, I tell you, hanging low in the sky. Doc, put me down. I'll lift you up. Very well. You ready? Yep. Well? It's Mars, all right. Hanging in the sky like a colossal red moon. We must be thousands of miles away from it. There's no doubt about it. You want to come up here and look for yourself? No, what's the point? You and Jet say it's Mars, then it must be. Stand clear, Mitch. And you, Lemmy. We're coming down. We're not in the way. Come down as soon as you like. Oh, sorry, Lemmy, but it looks pitch black down there. We can't see a thing. Are you down, Jet? Yes, Doc. Then watch out below. We must be adrift in space, as I said. Wherever we are, Lemmy, we're not adrift. That's solid land out there with rocks and, and hills and a horizon. We're not adrift in space any more than if we were on the Earth's own moon. You think this is a moon, then? One of the Martian moons, maybe? I didn't say so, Mitch. I merely said the surface outside looked similar to that of the Earth's moon. Well, on one of the Martian moons is about the one place we could be. But how we got here, or who brought us, I hate to think. Well, at least we should be grateful they put us all together. If I'd been alone in this place when I woke up, I'd have gone crackers in no time, I'll swear it. If only we could see something more than just that little patch of sky up there. Here. If it's bright Mars light outside... Why is it so dark in here? Because there's no atmosphere out there, Lemmy, that's why. If Mars rises high enough in the sky to shine directly through that hole, then perhaps we'll see something of this place. If it doesn't, then we'll see precious little. Lemmy, what happened? Oh, I walked into that skyscraper of a bedstead, that's what. Well, put it back against the wall, out of harm's way. You don't want to look out of that astro-hatch again? Not at the moment, Lemmy. All right. Oh, sorry. I hardly know my own strength. I suppose Mars light isn't the only light we're liable to get. Of course not. 
If this is one of the moons of Mars, we're bound to catch the sunlight sooner or later. Let's hope so. I'd hate to spend all my time here in this inky darkness. And how much time are we going to spend here? How should I know, Doc? But surely, Jet, whoever brought us here can't possibly intend to leave us here forever. Why not? For all we know, this might be some kind of prison. It's certainly that, or we wouldn't be in it. But if it was intended that we should be left here to die, why go to the trouble of laying us all out on beds? Maybe they thought we were dead already. Trust you to think of something cheerful, Emmy. If they'd wanted to kill us, they could have done, and been sure it was well done. No, but there's no record of a Martian ever killing anybody, Jim. I'd rather they did kill me than keep me cooped up in this black hole for the rest of me days. Well, our imprisonment here may be only temporary. Well, let's hope so. Well, there's no point in sitting here moping over the fact. Let's do something. Or dance, only you couldn't see me. Well, what had you in mind, Doc? Well, when we found that panel or whatever it was that opened that skylight, we'd only got halfway around this place. I think we should continue our search. Yeah, why not? Perhaps we find another panel and the old roof will fall in. All right, Lemmy, that'll do. Now, where were we when we found that panel, um, Doc? Over by your bed, Jet. We'd about reached it, judging from the sound of Mitch's voice. Very well. You and I will go back to it and go over the spot again. Uh, but this time with our suits off. We'll not be so clumsy, then. Can I take mine off, too? It's getting like an oven in here. Yes, Lemmy. And you, Mitch. Okay. We lay them on the bed. Lemmy, just move back to the wall. Mine on the extreme left, then Doc's, then Mitch's, and uh, finally yours, Lemmy. Then we'll find them easily in the dark, should we want to put them on again. All right, Jet. That's mine in position. Now what? Well, Doc and I will cross the room and find that panel again. From here, it'll be to the right of the bed. And, Mitch, you will come over with us, too. But when we reach the bed, you go to the left of it. Right. Now, feel your way around the wall. Up and down, as far as you can reach. And what do I do? Uh, you start from this side. Go round to the right. You should meet Mitch halfway. Yes, mate. All right, gentlemen. Let's go. Let's hope there's not a hole in the floor. How you doing, Jet? Not very well, Mitch. We can't find that panel this time. Well, it can't be far, Jet. It was somewhere near here, I swear it. How are you doing, Lemmy? Gradually making me way round, but the walls are smooth as glass. It don't seem to be a crack or a bump in it anywhere. Oh! Oh! Lemmy, what happened? Oh! Blimey, Mitch! Lemmy, answer me. What happened? I tripped over Mitch. That's what I might have hurt myself. Why didn't you warn me? How could he warn you when he can't even see you? Well, he heard me talking, didn't he? He could have warned me he was near. I'd have been glad to, Lemmy, if I had been anywhere near you. Well, I put... Hey, you mean... From the sound of it, we're still on opposite sides of the room. Then who's this over here? There can't be anybody. There is, Jet. I tripped over somebody. I thought it was Mitch. Stooping down, examining the wall. It was just about here. Oh! Oh! Oh, no! Lemmy, what is it? There's somebody lying on the floor. And he's cold. As cold as ice. Over here, Doc. You're not far from me now. Oh! Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I couldn't see you. Now, where is this body, as you call it? Lying on the floor, Doc. Right by my feet. Uh, oh, yes. There's somebody here, all right. Is he alive, Doc? Oh, I don't know. Give me a few moments and I'll find out. Well, who on earth can it be? How should I know, Mitch? I've never yet recognized anybody just by touching him. It gave me such a shock. I didn't think there was anybody in here but us. I wonder if there's anybody else. Hey? Well, why not? Well, if there are... There must be others who died here. And that's what's going to happen to us, I'll bet. While Doc's examining that fellow, we three had better continue searching this place. Oh, no. We'll split up. Finish going round the walls and then cover the floor methodically so no part of it is left out. Jet, are 
Yes, sir? Whoever this is, he's as much alive as we are. But his pulse is slow and he's cold to touch. I'm going to carry him over to my bed. Very well, Doc. I'll make my way over there, too. Uh, we'd all better, I think. Uh, did you hear that, Mitch? Lemmy? Yeah, Jeff. I'm right near Doc's bed anyway. Well, I think he's about as comfortable as we can make him without being able to see him. I suppose he is a normal man, Doc. Not a Martian or anything. Yes, Lemmy, I think so. And he's wearing a spacesuit without a helmet. Who can he be? And where could he have come from? Goodness knows. Well, is he going to recover? Without looking at him, I can't say. All I know is that he's alive. Um, you found nobody else, of course. No, Doc. I believe we went over every inch of this place. There are only five of us here. That's one too many. And how long are we going to stay here? And what are we going to do about getting out? I don't believe we can get out. Uh, and even if we could, it wouldn't be safe to go, not without helmets. There's no atmosphere outside. Or so Jet said. I still say it. Isn't there any way we can find out where we are? Well, we're on some body or other that revolves around Mars. Probably one of its moons. But which? Well, a careful observation of the sky should tell us. Hmm, but we see so little of it from down here. We'll move one of the bunks to the middle of the room, directly under that opening. Two of us will climb to the upper bunk and keep constant watch. In that way, we should be able to make a fairly good guess at where we are. All right, let's do it now. What about sleeping arrangements? Sleeping? You've only just woken up. Well, it seems ages ago to me. It may seem like it, but I'll bet you what you like is not more than an hour or two. What's the point in betting? I've got nothing to bet with. And another thing, when do we eat? I'm getting hungry. Then you'll have to go hungry. We've no food here, that's certain. Thank you very much. I'll have two helpings. Uh, first watch will be taken by Mitch and me. After that, Doc can keep lookout through that hatch by standing on Lemmy's shoulders. Of course. Oh, what's the odds, Lemmy? He can't possibly weigh more than a few pounds by Earth standards. Yes, yes, yes. Now, with two of us keeping watch and that unknown person occupying the lower bunk of the other tier, that leaves just two beds empty whenever the two not on watch feel like sleeping. Worked out just nicely, didn't it? All right. The first watch will start right away. Now, let's move that double bunk back to the middle of the room and Mitch and I will get upstairs. <laughs> We watched in pairs in what we believed by observing the stars to be two hourly intervals. Mars, which had been hanging low in the sky when Jet took his first look at the silent world outside, disappeared below the horizon during the first watch. We were left in total darkness, but for the starlight, which sent the faintest glow through our peephole. Whoever it was Lemmy had discovered lying on the floor now lay, so far as we could tell, motionless on the bed where I had placed him. Lemmy and I had taken our second watch, and Jet and Mitch, feeling tired by now, had lain on their respective beds, one below Lemmy and me, the other above the stranger. In spite of having no bed covers and having taken off our spacesuits, the chamber in which we were confined was quite warm, perhaps a little too warm, and neither Jet nor Mitch lost any time in falling asleep. At least, we assumed that to be the case, for uh, a few minutes after taking over the watch, neither of them answered when we called them. I suppose they're all right, Doc. Why shouldn't they be, Lemmy? I don't like they're not answering when we call them. Something might have happened to them. How can they sleep if we keep waking them up every five minutes? That's a point. Now, come on, lift me up. I can hardly see anything from down here. Yes, Doc. Uh... What was that? Uh... Somebody groaning. It must be Chet or Mitch. Something has happened to him. Calm down, Lemmy. Hey? Quiet. Listen. Oh. I don't think it's either Jet or Mitch. It's that fellow laying down there on the bed. Uh, put me down, quick. There. Man's sakes. Oh, what kind of a groan is that? Let's get down to the floor level, Lemmy, and wake up Jet. The hatch! It's closing! Stay where you are, Lemmy. Don't move. 
Oh, blimey, that's goodbye to what little light we did have. Oh, oh shut up, can't you? Doc, where are you? I've just reached the floor. Let yourself down and keep a tight hold on the bunk until you reach floor level. Yes, Doc. Oh, now what? Pete's sake, what's going on? Where are you, Doc? Standing right by you, Lemmy, and oh. don't shout in my ear. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were so close. That noise, it stopped. Jet, Jet. Why well, doesn't he wake up? How can he sleep with all that row going Jet, on? Jet, wake up. You must be standing next to his bed, Doc. Get hold of him and shake him. Oh, that's what I'm about to... Good grief. Now what? His bed, it's empty. He's not in it. Oh, crikey. What are they trying to do? Send us mad? Look, Lemmy, do you think you can find Mitch's bunk? Uh, yes, I, I think so. Should be directly behind me on the other side of the room. Then get over there. See if you can find him and wake him up. Oh, Mother, it must be one long, horrible dream. It must be. Jet, Jet, where are you? Mitch, wake up. Ah! Lemmy. Is that Mitch? Who's... Oh, blimey. Doc, Doc. What is it? The geezer, the cold one. He's got up and he's walking about. Then grab hold of him, Lemmy. Hang on to him. Hey? Go on. Oh, yes, Doc. Uh, Oi, you! Where's he gone? Hey, he was here a minute ago. I've lost him, Doc. He must have walked away from me. Then keep walking towards Mitch. But if you bump into the other fellow again, hang on to him this time. <laughs> Doc, I, I can't. How do you mean? Well, Mitch's bunk, I, I've got no idea which way it is. Now I've lost my sense of direction. Oh, okay, then walk back to me and start all over again. Come on. Yes, Doc, coming. Oh, there they go again. It's giving me the creeps. Come on, you're getting closer to me. Yes, Doc. I can hear I am. Oh! oh I've got him, Doc. I've got him. <laughs> I've got him. Let go, uh, Lemmy. It's uh, me. Oh, 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 sorry, Doc. Pull oh. yourself together now. Now, line yourself up and have another try at oh. finding Mitch. If you don't find him this time, find the wall and walk round it until it brings you to his bunk. Now, is that clear? It'd be much clearer if there was some kind of light on. Yeah, well, there isn't. Now, keep going. Meanwhile, I'll grope around and try to find Jet. Oh. oh, there's his nips again. He seems to be on the far side of the room. What's he have to make that noise for? Well, the more noise he makes, Lemmy, the better chance we have of finding him. Noise? Isn't that enough noise for you? Enough to waken the dead. Oh, oh what am I saying? Mitch! Mitch! Hey, what is it, Lemmy? Well, for Pete's sake, what's going on? Oh, you're awake, boy. Thank goodness. Lemmy. Uh, oh, oh, what are you oh. doing back here? Oh, I must have walked around in a circle. Come back to where I started. Then stay here. Doc, what's that noise? And who closed the lookout hatch? Nobody, Mitch. It closed of its own accord. Well, what's happening? You tell us, mate. Mitch. Yeah? Jet is missing. He's... He's what? And that fellow we found unconscious is up and walking around. Lemmy keeps bumping into him. Good heavens! What's that? We don't know. Noises like that have been going on for the last ten minutes or more. Well, I'm coming down, Doc. Just keep talking so I can find my way to you. What? Mitch, wait. Stay where you are. Well, why? Look at the floor. It's glowing. Part of it anyway. A circular patch. Like a transparent manhole. It is a hole. I can see down into it. You can? Yeah, Doc. That must be the entrance to this place. And... Struth. Oh, blimey! That manhole's opening!
That was episode eight of Journey into Space. Taking part in this recording were Andrew Folds as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and Don Sharp as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. <laughs>